On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, we're getting into the NBA draft this NBA draft week. So where do the 76ers stack up in the Eastern Conference with the rest of the clubs? We'll talk about where they are right now and much more on this episode of Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. What's poppin', D? Not a lot, man. Happy Father's Day to you and all the dads out there. Hope everybody had a great weekend. How was yours? It was great, man. Like, you know, to me, I like Father's Day because I can just sit back, relax, and chill. Like, it's funny. People say, you're going to take out the trash? No, it's Father's Day. I wait till the next morning. Or, right? or they can take out the trash. That's right. <laughs> I don't want to argue the next day. <laughs> but, but what I do is I just wait later. But uh, yeah, to me, it was chill. How was yours? How was yours? Relaxing. Yeah, uh, we you know we did most of our work on Saturday, but it was real chill. Miniature golf, yeah. a little arcade stuff there as well. Got something to eat real low key. And Saturday, we just chill, watch movies and um, do what I, I like to do, which is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we, we you and I agree on that. And I know a lot of dads also enjoy that to just be able to Relax, spend time with family, but not do much. Yeah. Not do much. Yeah. While they like to, not do much. So, well, again, happy Father's Day, man. Glad you had a good time. Uh, welcome, everybody. You're locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5, the Fanatic Philadelphia Radio, alongside my co-host and partner, Keith Pompey of TheInquire.com, Sixers Beat Writer. And we got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube on Locked On 76ers, where we don't take out the trash on Father's Day. All right. Keith, uh, there was still a lot of trash left over from, you know, it's kind of tough to say something like that when you know you had a really good regular season trade deadline. You made a big acquisition, a key one with James Harden coming to town, but still not getting out of the second round. And the Boston Celtics end up in the NBA Finals. The Milwaukee Bucks are right there in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, we'll get to Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets as we go later on, specifically with Kyrie Irving. But as a team, we know that they are a good squad. But Keith, I mean, we got to look at it right now. And as we get ready for the NBA draft, I wanted to ask you about and talk to you about where this basketball team currently stands in the Eastern Conference. A lot of really good teams. A lot of questions about this team. When you talk about Brooklyn deferring that 23rd overall pick for Thursday's draft, giving it back to the Sixers, there's a belief that the Sixers are going to be worse off than they were a season ago. So for you, where where do they stand at this moment on June 20th uh, right here in the Eastern Conference? You know, right now, where do they stand? That's a great question. You know, we're not even looking at, I mean, this current roster, I would have to say, um, you know, fifth. I would, I mean, I would have to say fifth in the East right now, and and when when I'm basing that off of, I'm I'm thinking about, in in no particular order, I'm thinking about the Boston Celtics, 
I'm thinking about the Miami Heat. I'm thinking about um, what is it? Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, and and then I'm also thinking about. Let's see who's the other team that I have out there ahead of the ahead of the Seventy Sixers. Maybe maybe Toronto. Go that far, they're probably not the fifth. They're fourth. You think they're the fourth team? You think? I think they're right there in the mix. I really do. I do. Yep. I mean, you know. Okay. I don't think Brooklyn at, at, before everybody and we're going to talk about this later, but before everyone was saying Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. But now with this whole Kyrie situation, we'll talk about that later. I mean, maybe they'll catapult them, you know, but I, you know, I don't know, man. Like I, I do think that there are certain teams that, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah. I mean, maybe I did have Brooklyn before, sure. but now I'm not. So maybe they could be fourth. Um, at basically where they were finished in the seedings, you know, this past season. But, um, you know, I, I look at Milwaukee, I look at um, Boston, I, I look at Miami, and I look at all those teams that are are going to be better than the 76ers. I want to say Brooklyn, like I said before, I guess I keep repeating myself, but I, I just don't see it with the whole Kyrie situation. You know, now if Kyrie is back and Ben Simmons is coming back, I have the Sixers fifth in the East. Okay, and look, that's fair because, uh, right, they were fourth and Brooklyn, we know, took a stumble this past season with the James Harden trade, Kyrie Irving in and out of the lineup, Ben Simmons not playing at all, coming back for that James Harden deal. And and we we know how talented Miami, Boston, Milwaukee are as well. But I think we should kind of shortchange what Philadelphia is as a team that constantly, just like everybody else, gets into those 50s in the win column in the Eastern Conference and overall just racking up those 50-plus wins. So regular season team, I think they are they are a top-four team. And I understand Brooklyn, Miami was there, Boston was there, and so was Milwaukee. Uh, but they were all – all three of those teams were tied for second place. And Miami, matchup-wise, the Sixers, I thought, were a better basketball team. And, again, we can get into Brooklyn overall. But I, I do think – that while I have my problems with the 76ers, their roster, the coaching decisions sometimes, the front office moves that they make, I, if we're talking about where they stand, though, overall, I still believe that they are the top four. They are one of those better teams in the NBA. And we we get a little fatigued because of them coming up short in the postseason. They continuously fall short in the second round, and it's very frustrating, whether you're a fan or media member that's been around them, you have certain expectations for this team. Now, it's up to them to make sure that that changes as we begin with the draft and free agency thereafter, trades potentially on draft night and going into free agency as well. They 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 are still a good basketball team in the Eastern Conference, and I think they are right now still a top-four team because you do add a talent like James Harden. They'll have the entire offseason to kind of dive into that playbook and Tyrese Maxey coming back year number number three, but number two as a starter, and even with Tobias Harris, more time to adapt to what we saw from him the last se- a month and a half of the season and in the playoffs. Keith, I think right now they are still in the top four. What does that mean? We'll talk about that on the next segment here of what it means and why it's important for the Sixers to, of course, remain in there, but also elevate themselves in the standings in the East with a strong beginning of the offseason on Thursday night. That's next right here, Locked On 76ers. 
Let's talk about Bet Online. You know, Bet Online is a, a great place. It's also your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all your latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL finals and Major League Baseball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And Bet Online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to check in all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, golf, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Bet online, where the game starts. And I'm telling you, do it today, people. Definitely do it today. You should. You should do it today. Make sure you get in there and get those wages in the NHL. Final, Major League Baseball, all those things still in play right now for you to go ahead and check it out. Thank you for making Locked On 76 is your first listen. For your next listen, Check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you do get your podcast. So, Keith, right now um, we have them fourth or fifth right now in, in the Eastern Conference. What do they need to do to improve themselves to potentially move up a, a little bit higher? I think, I mean, I think it's simple. The number one thing is, you know, James Harden has to play like James Harden, right? I mean, let's keep it 100. James Harden has to play closer to the guy that was there. Huh? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that they thought they were going to get. I mean, that's it. I mean, you know, you know, two superstars. You know, I also do think that they need to tighten up some of their role players. I mean, you know, this is one of those things we talked about before. I mean, tighten up their bench, so to speak. You know, they need some more toughness. You know, they got pushed around a little bit in the playoffs. They didn't they, – they, they lacked depth. But um, for the most part, when you have a star heavy squad, you know, you're going to rely a lot on your starters. And that's why James is going to be important. You know, Tobias is going to have another year if he stays to um, to understand his role and, and to thrive in that role. You know, we think that Maxi is going to take another step forward. But to me, it all starts with Harden and it ends with the bench. You know, these guys have to get tougher. They have to be more a complete bench in order for them to compete. And, and you know, forget the forget the regular season. You know, I expect them to win 50-something games. That's going to be important. But at the same time, they got to be able to show that they can get out of that second round. Yeah, the 50, that's a given at this point. I, I don't get excited about that any longer. Once they did it the first two seasons, then, again, that was something that I expected going forward is mostly about what they do in the postseason and getting past that second round. But yeah, this offseason, as we've been talking about, and we'll repeat it right now, it's about James Harden, uh, what other things they tweak around the edges and obviously improving the, the bench talent overall. So where they have their depth, like we saw with the adjustments that are made in these series, as we get to the NBA finals, you saw a lot of people just contributing from, the first round where it was Jordan Poole going nuts. Steph Curry comes off the bench and you see Jordan Kaminga. Uh, the next round, you, you might see Jordan Poole again going back to the bench, but now you see better play from Otto Porter. And while it may not be an explosion for 30 points, it's talking about, again, who you have. Then you have Gary Payton, the second, Nemanja Belica, all, all of that. And my point is that they have 
all of these different pieces that contributed somewhere along the run that helped them win these series. So if you felt like it was Tyrese Maxey in round one against the Toronto Raptors where he was uh, averaging 20-plus, okay, great. Now who's going to help out Joel Embiid for round number two? Steph Curry, that was going to be an obvious thing. Who was going to help out to be that other piece to step up to, to do what a team needs to do while the star always does what the star does, including James Harden. So Maxi round one. Round two, maybe it would have been Tobias Harrison. Round three, an unlikely hero in just simply giving good minutes and, and, and to go along with the starters and obviously Embiid and, and Harden. Where, where is that going to be? And, and that's what's going to be important about this offseason because this is this is the norm now as you talk about with the 50, but it's also the norm where we don't want to see it with the second round exits. And that's all we've gotten. And as much as we talk about Doc Rivers, you wrote a great piece on the inquirer.com. I encourage people to go check it out. Uh, Doc Rivers story that Keith Pompey, a feature he wrote. He hasn't done anything different than what Brett Brown did. You know, um, he's been here for two seasons. He got them the number one seed. I think Brett Brown had him the number two seed, both with the same results ending in a second round exit overall for your Philadelphia 76 or so. This is uh, this is something that they need to look at. Miami's going to try to get better. Milwaukee, Boston, Toronto, Chicago, all of these teams. Cleveland got better a year ago. Is there going to be another Eastern Conference team that comes out of nowhere? Brooklyn, if they what we'll get into next, if they do something extra, are they going to be better with Ben Simmons out there on the floor? So the Sixers have to do something where we, they get out of that top four, that top five, elevate themselves with the level of consistency it starts from the top with the ownership to the front office to the coach and to your star player in Joel Embiid and everywhere else down the line for this basketball team crucial crucial all season as we start things off beginning on Thursday with the NBA draft so that's going to be a fun time uh, some really good players that are going to be available Keith I mean we don't know what's going to happen if they're even going to keep the pick if they're there's a player there who was doing a morning show on, on the station today. And one of the questions that uh, the, the host had was, is there a player that you could see the Sixers selecting at 23 and simply saying, you know what, I'm thrilled he's there. Let's just keep him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, especially when you're talking about a contender. You, you don't, while we want to see more young players, he's not playing the young players that are already on the roster. <laughs> so, is is it is it going to really make a difference? So that's where we are with this one as we get ready for the NBA draft and seeing if the Sixers can elevate themselves out of that top four, top five. We take a quick break. We come right back. And we got to talk about the Brooklyn Nets because one player that we expect to be a key contributor, a foundational piece of the franchise may not be. We'll get into that next right here, Locked On 76ers. Welcome back. Keith Pompey, Devon Givens, Locked On 76ers. Keith, the report earlier this morning from, from uh, Shams talking about Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets are currently at an impasse when it comes to the long-term extension for them. While it is early, it's the beginning of this week where the calendar starts for the NBA with the draft, trades, et cetera, free agency next week. Are you surprised that they're at an impasse? And is this uh, just good work by his side putting the pressure on Brooklyn or vice versa. No, nah, I'm not surprised. And I, I don't even know if it's a good 
a good thing. I mean, let's be honest. Since he went to Brooklyn, there's always been problems, right? I mean, let's go back back to Boston. Yeah, go back to Boston. I'm about to say there was problems in Boston that forced him to, you know, well, he forced his way out. Basically, he wanted out of there. So he goes to Brooklyn. And then I remember there was times when we were like, literally, like I was there, like during the pandemic. and, and, And it was like, oh, well, he's not going. He doesn't want to play. And you're like, huh? And then even last year, like not this season that just passed, but the season before that, where it was like, well, I remember we went up there for um, a game and it's like, where's Kyrie? And the coach was like, I don't know. I haven't spoken to him. Like, huh? Like, yeah, he's not here. He, he wants to leave a leave of absence. So none of this is surprising at all. And um, it's a little bit unfortunate when you look at it because of the hype that came with this and all the guys who – took these minimum deals to come there and try to win the championship. You know, Kevin Durant left uh, Golden State to come here. And now you look at it and heck, when they went, when they went to the second round, he didn't even play. It was him and Harden. It was, it was Harden and, and Durant. Yeah. And then this year they struggled. So, you know, I, it, it's not surprising at all. You know, I, I think it comes to a point when you look at a team like, Brooklyn, you have to ask yourself, are you willing? I know he's a great player, but are you willing to invest money in a guy who basically took off every year since he's been there? Each season since he's been there, he's he's taken off time. So I don't know if if I would invest in a guy like that if I'm Brooklyn. So I can see why there's an impasse. So the the one thing that also was mentioned that potential suitors could be the Lakers and the Knicks. Uh, in any uh, attempt to acquire Kyrie Irving, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. He's arguably one of the, you know the top talents in this league. We know how good he is. A really, 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 really good player. And but you can't trust him. It doesn't seem like you can trust him to all the things that you laid out. Just not being available. You need availability and uh, not being able to trust him. And even when he was on the floor for them uh, in the playoffs, he didn't play all that great either. I mean, he had a I think he had a great game one or game two against Boston, and then they just did a really good job defensively against him. As talented he is, uh, ever since he left Cleveland between Boston and Brooklyn, nothing but headaches, nothing but storylines, head storylines, and in, in the way that you don't want them to be when it comes to Kyrie Irving. So I, I as, a, as a Kevin Durant fan, I was disappointed when you said he left Golden State, thought he should have stayed in Golden State. I get the whole ego thing about the reports that we would see him feeling a certain type of way because Steph Curry was getting all the love. Well, I mean, my, my, my man, what did you expect? Going to Golden State and they won a championship, got to a second one and lost, and it's he helped turn that thing around. What do you expect? You were still the best player. You know, that part bothered me as a Kevin Durant fan. Why do you need all these accolades when you talked about simply wanting to play a really good brand of basketball? So while I defended him, for leaving Oklahoma City and going to Golden State. It, I can't defend him for leaving Golden State and going to Brooklyn. And forget about the Kyrie Irving part, just in general. It's like you teamed up with him. That's the wrong one that you want to bank on. As even after having the issues that you had with Russell Westbrook, why would you want another player that could, you know, someone that you can't necessarily trust? The basketball part, yes, but he's not available. He's not available.
And, and that's the part that bothers me with Durant. And now he's there. James Harden leaves. He wants them to come there. Kyrie Irving might be out. Now you're going to be left with Ben Simmons. I can't see Kevin Durant banking on Ben Simmons and, and trying to win and, you know, linking up with him and saying, this is my guy that I'm going to go with. Kyrie Irving is going to do what Kyrie Irving wants to do. And he can talk about all the stuff he wants about me and Kay and, and, and all that stuff and what they want. Um, I, I think this, I'm not surprised that they're at an impasse. Kyrie Irving is, seems to be not a trustworthy player right now and a person when it comes to his job. So this is what, going to be one to monitor. But I also wouldn't be surprised because he's so up and down with things that he ultimately finds a way to sign and stay with Brooklyn. If I'm Sean Marks, if I'm Joe Sy, like you, I'm not in love with the idea of giving a four-year extension to Kyrie Irving, not knowing if I can count on him for 82 games a season and the playoffs. You're exactly right. Now, now here's something. Here's a crazy stat. So Kyrie Irving, his Brooklyn Nets career, he played in 103 games. He missed 123. So he's been on, he, you know what I mean? Like he he's missed more games than he played in. And when we look at it, you know, you think about how it was in Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland was a dominant team. They were the best team in the East. They won a chip. He won the chip at the game winner. He won it out of there. They got what they get to four straight. Yeah, they won it, but I think he wasn't there for the one, right? I mean, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I, I I don't know. Maybe he – yeah, I don't know if he was there for the one because, remember, he left and went to – he went to – Us, uh, three. He went to Boston. Yeah. yeah, he was – so so he, he leaves there. He goes to Boston. He tells everyone that he's going to sign this deal, all excited. He doesn't sign the deal, right? He leaves. And now we look at it. So, you know, all I say is he's played in 103 games. And he missed 123 over his Brooklyn Nets career. That's crazy. That's crazy, dude. That's bad business. That's yeah. bad business. And I, I'm not thrilled if I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan of trying to give him the money. They'll they'll want to defend him. They know how talented he is. They know it's going to be hard to replace him as a talent. So I, 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 I would see why a fan would want to stand up and say, oh, they got to sign him and all that. Look, it's not my money, so they can do whatever they want. But my point is, He's not trustworthy. At least it doesn't seem that way. And maybe COVID won't be an issue going forward. But when they go play Toronto, then what? You know, he can't he can't go to Toronto. So it's just more games missed for him there. And uh, it's it's a, it's a wild situation there. We'll see how it develops over the course of the week and going into free agency when things get off off the ground next week for free agency. But definitely a big story that's going to be needed to be monitored around the NBA. And as a matter of fact, while we thank you for making Locked On 76ers uh, your first listen every day, now make your second listen Locked On NBA with Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes, like this one with Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. And on our next episode, since it's draft week, Keith wants to um, dive back into a trade that happened very recently with the 76ers on draft night that potentially changed a lot of things with their future and another team's franchise and players future in the NBA. We'll get into that on our next episode. We appreciate you always checking in and listening and watching. Keith, can you let the people know where they can find us? 
you know, you can you for our regular podcast, you can subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast at, right? Locked on 76ers podcast. But you can also get our YouTube channel by going to YouTube, going to Locked On 76. And when you see the, the Liberty Bell, click on that Liberty Bell and you'll become a subscriber to this channel. You can also listen to my man D on 97.5. He has his own show that comes on from at 7 o'clock. Uh, and on daily, six, we, six, 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 my bad. I'm on my central time. On, on seven, or so come on, six o'clock, you can listen to him. You can read me in the Philadelphia Inquirer. Go to inquirer.com or you can pick up a paper. But you can also follow us on Twitter at DevonG975 and at Pompeii on Sixers. We thank you all for checking in with us and being so supportive, being there with us. We're going to keep this going throughout the offseason. It's going to be a blast this week leading into the draft and free agency the following week as well. So, Keith. Thanks, man. As always, really appreciate catching up. And uh, we'll talk tomorrow about that trade, that draft day trade that has changed uh, the kind of, you know, how things have been going with this team over the last couple of years. Thanks, man. Thank you. Peace. Thanks, everybody.